Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody, wow, I know it's been a really long time, but welcome back to Acts of Pod. Hello, I'm Gina. Hey. I know, hey, hey, buddy. Finally. It's good, it's good to see your face, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Not yours, Anne. I, <laughs> right. I don't know if you're confused, I'm talking directly to Cezanne. Just me. Oh, God. Uh, oh, look, hey. I look like Subcomandante Marcos. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's not a niche reference. <laughs> so it's uh, because of the way I'm putting my scarf. It's the color covering, combo. She's got a red scarf over. You bet. And you insist upon sitting outside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, I just wanted, as I was listening to past episodes, the reason that there are fans or crickets. Or uh, air conditioning units, <laughs> or what could be fireworks and/or gunshots. It's because Anne insists on choosing to sit on the outside. So the I outside just of the home. It's a, I wanted you to it's know that's calms that's me. The, it's calming. That's that's okay. Look, I mean, you're gonna want that fresh air. You want it to oxygenate your blood cells. Mm. You're doing a service, you know. She's opting so. outside. Yeah, but I just, in case you guys were wondering, does she know she's sitting next to an air conditioning machine? Like, yeah, she does. She's okay. She can hear it, too. The whir of the box fan in the summer. (laughs) Or a box fan. Look, that was a one, a lesson learned. No. Lesson learned, I poured sweat the rest of the podcast. (laughs) And then there were never any sound issues after that. Yeah. yeah. And they're never, never again. (laughs) She never saw. She never sat next to a, what I think is the world's biggest population of crickets. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> Cricket season around here is no joke, though. So. No, it is that. That's a real thing. Okay, the point is, it's been it's, it's been a while. It has since uh, it's been we a really recorded a pod. Yeah. Um, we all had a hell of a holiday. Boy, and when oh I boy. Mean that, it, like for me, it was terrible. I mean, we don't have to get into it, but uh, um, it was really it was pure exhaustion. We we also had. I mean, it felt like it felt like some serious trials, like trying to get together. Yeah. Um, it, well, if, yeah. We, attempt, we were all we had, desperately ill. Yeah. Seriously and we ill. We had, Our children we were ill. A, we attempted an episode. And it didn't work out. 
Okay, can um, I, let me just, I, I didn't, I don't think I ever got a chance to tell you this. Oh, God. I, the girls, I, I had a real passion about a, a Newt Gingrich episode, all right? <laughs> and I wanted to get it recorded before Christmas. <laughs> because, and the only reason is because I wanted on iTunes for it to read the Gingrich <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh the truth. The Congress. The yes. truth is revealed. Oh, okay. Right? I was wondering yes. why you had such a boner for that new Gingrich story. Backing I'm, into I'm, the joke. Yes. I, yes. I, I, I honestly, yes. it was 100% the Gingrich. Song Congress. And that was going to be the Christmas episode. You know, yeah. Damn, but you know now what? I wish we had really pushed through a little more. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry. But you know what? I think I think it's fair. We can do that kind of reference no matter the season. It, but, here, you know, the thing of it is, is that I like a lot of times I will sit what on a joke that I know that you're not going to see for like three weeks. <laughs> and this one was like, you know, a month long. And I was like, yeah. ooh, it's going to pay off. <laughs> Pay off for mama, and it didn't happen. Like, come on. Well, thank you for sharing that right now. Because that yeah, no, I did. I it, it was a there was a payoff for me for that. <laughs> so what what I wanted to talk about today is like you know when Anne and I did an episode earlier, it was about Richard Nixon's Dirty Tricks campaign. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing: there are so many amazing podcasts that will honestly detail every you know historical figure and date and like Rachel Maddow's Bagman <laughs> but what i just wanted to talk about was the nature of a dirty trick so in that vein i'm using this is a a historical story that will help to show you the dirty trick of discrimination and how to get whatever group you don't like <laughs> out of out of uh, out of the way, yeah. So you can get a job. So this is just I just wanted to use an example to show just like what a dirty trick campaign, what a discrimination campaign looks like. The thing is, okay, we're talking history, but this is a also this is really at its heart. It's it's a it's a comedy podcast, I think, because yeah. we're. We're coping with issues of today. We're looking at historical contexts. We're not, um, you know, we're not an online class. Well, and you know what I think, honestly? I think it's like, it's honestly my way of trying to come to grips with what I feel is a chaotic environment. Yes. And so I just want to look at the big picture and say... Oh, this is we've been leading up to this for a while. Right. I've right. seen this like, before. It's yeah. a calming exercise. It sure. Is. Sure. It is. Like it's kinda it's it's up is down, down is up, but it's also same as it ever was, right? It's, yes. This isn't exactly some kind right. of right. new uh hellscape that we're that we've never experienced. I mean, we personally right. haven't experienced it before, but it's Right. It's, it, and it's been and it's been you know tried and true patterns tried and true and it's almost like again it's almost like criminal profiling yeah you know what i mean what characteristics does discrimination leave behind you know 
like first, you know, it could be really subtle at first. And yet it is just like, then there's a berserker phase, you know, that like serial killers get to <laughs> yeah. where they're just like. Oh, the escalation period. Yeah, that's right. There's an escalation period. Oh, so, and what's, just, the it, other, what's the other phase where they, they're going, yeah, where they're getting, they're. Um, Organizing. De- devolving or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devolving. Or so something they, like. They're devolving. Well, well, that's like because there's a there's a berserker phase because they've gotten way too confident. Yeah. And by the way, we're all, this this is not useless rambling. <laughs> this is gonna show up in a minute. <laughs> but uh, just in the same way, you start out, you're just peeping in ladies' windows. <laughs> no harm, no foul. No, she'll never know. Peeping and then <laughs> peeping and a creeping. Peekaboo. <laughs> And then peek-a-boo. you know you right peekaboo street, you know. And then you find a dirty high heels shoe on the side of the road, mm. and you develop a relationship. But it all—it's just so subtle. You don't even see it happening. Couldn't imagine that. You know, you have a few murders. Oh, I'm so shocked! I could never do that again. And then you're straight Ted Bundy. This is my job, right? Yeah. You know, and then you get away with it. Start getting and sloppy. You're like, yeah. That's right. You go berserker, you get sloppy. And the point is, is that we are talking about women in tech. <laughs> and <laughs> and, very yeah. natural segue. <laughs> yeah. So so in the so in the discrimination, the life of the criminal discrimination of women in tech. <laughs> We are at the devolving stage, right? <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. Like, gotcha. we're noticing that something smells funny down the hall. <laughs> like, so that's where we are. Yeah. And what, what, you had mentioned an article, Anne, that you had just read. Yeah. Um, the, we, so we're start, we want to start with maybe a contemporary context, that article. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's okay. where we're starting. So, uh, in 2017, a software guy at Google circulated an email, a, a manifesto, if you will, a, yes. a, a paper about mm. why women... A treatise? Right. A treatise? <laughs> Basically, like, why women aren't good with computers and laid out a very, uh, very new argument um, based on biology and... Something we've really never seen before. Um, being totally sarcastic, it's right, it, right. It could uh, it, it could be from the 19th century. It could be from the 17th century. It's it's all like, well, women, you know, they just are, they 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 just have a softer side and can't handle you know numbers and and jobs. Huh. Yeah, and so. I didn't read this until after I had done a, a bit of a bit of a swim, took a little dip in the history pool of women and computers, and um, it's hilarious to read in historical context because um, women were the original software computer programmers. No. And Surely not. Not with all that neuroticism. Right. Mm. Right. Mm. Not mm. with mm. all that natural yeah. openness. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, um, the, the story of, you know, how you know, it was 
women it was deemed women's work but then it was like wait a minute com- this is complicated and women are doing it <laughs> well i i am so glad you brought that up because again i'm just gonna i'm gonna really pound on this crime metaphor okay now. Because you know what? Discrimination is a crime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just come out and say it. Listen. All right. Speak your truth. So at this point, you know, what I find very fascinating as the the first, like the, the father of computing is Charles Babbage, right? Okay. What, I didn't, re- I didn't we're, even read we're, that. This is this. There, there's a the there, the we'll get to the military. What we, we were talking about. Yeah. Earlier. I mean, I, I mean, again, like the, the history of tech is very that I don't know a lot about it at all. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I mean, I feel like everybody was getting that strongly off of me. Oh, she's a strong analytical mind. Surely she... No. I assure you that's not the case. But this is what I found interesting. So, Charles Babbage, and I know him because Babbage's is where we got our video games in the 80s in the mall. Babbage's. And so oh. I looked him up. Charles yeah. Babbage of Babbage's fame. <laughs> oh, of ba- Babbage's. <laughs> right next to Casey Toys. Unit. No, K- KB Toys. Not, because I was playing King's Quest and I couldn't wait to go to Babbage's. And I looked him up. Kids, you're going to die when I tell you. In the encyclopedia. Oh. Like a real we one? Had a set, we had a set of encyclopedias and I looked up Charles Babbage. <laughs> wow. Because we used to do that. Five hundred yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. I remember looking at the uh, Britannicas for fun, which was kind of weird. Yeah, and and, but, and it, that's why we're friends, all right? Because yeah. we were the kids that did that. Okay, yeah. I did too. When when I was in uh, third grade, we had an all about Alaska club where we just researched Alaska. <laughs> oh my god! In the encyclopedia. So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Are you telling me that as a child, you essentially were working in a podcast group? Ooh, hey, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I can see that, yeah. You we were, were like, you right. know what would be a great idea if we became experts in something? Right. Uh, yes, like, of course. Yes, that's like me in the dog book. Yeah, yeah, me too. Had to be an expert. I was like, yeah, I must know the technical term for every type of dog ear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Do y'all do y'all want to know? Yeah, where I went. What's yours? God. Okay. I feel like since I've already brought up dangerous liaisons. Oh yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We both share that. I looked up a college syllabus <laughs> um, for gothic literature. Wait, oh, how did nice. you do this before the internet? Or was this... Um, the library. Oh, okay. Wait, I asked why? the library. <laughs> yeah, what, do, I asked okay. what do college people read? <laughs> well, that's what I... It was like that. It wasn't like a specific schools, yeah. but like what, what they would expect out in the course, what you would read okay. in the library again, help me. And so I read every <laughs> gothic <laughs> literature book. Oh Melmoth the Wanderer, uh, you know, The Castle out of Toronto. <laughs> wow. And uh, so wait, nice. I wonder if all of these are coping mechanisms of one <laughs> type or another. This mine led to reading very dark literature by myself and isolated. <laughs> 
But um, so okay, so but what I think is interesting here is that so Ada Lovelace is the first one who she was a, a contemporary of Babbage, and so she sort of like in a day, kind of in a daydreamy way, was like trying to uh, trying to write what would kind of turn into programming if you had the capacity to make these calculations. What could you do? Real quick, I just have a question. Appro- uh-huh. Approximately what decade or Oh, this is era? in the 1800s. Sorry. Okay, okay. I, okay. I, oh, I should also mention, I had um, exhaustive notes that I lost, and I panicked, and I doubled down, and now uh, the, the document is gone. So that's why I'm uh, a little more relaxed about my facts. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm just curious. Yeah, no, no, no. That's so not just, a critical I'm, question. That's a... <laughs> That's Stop attacking Gina. I know, Stop attacking honestly. her with your requests for dates. <laughs> I mean, I'm already crying. You can see it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but what I, but and honestly, that's a terrible way to describe what she did. But like, guy, just Google Ada Lovelace. It's, it's not about her. Okay, Guys, she's we awesome. All know how awesome Ada Lovelace is. Okay. Well, I she really, I she did really kind of. I know. I did. I actually yeah. knew that, and well, I don't well, know anything about tech. Other than that, well, that's the one thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but here, here's what's interesting to me, is that Babbage, his his uh, his device was based on the Jacquard loom, <gasps> which is I remember learning about that. Yeah. Now, oh, this is what is fascinating in, in, about it in computer Wait. class in uh, the. Early, late 80s, early 90s. <laughs> Perfect. Which, again, if if people that were younger than us had the pleasure of watching those classes, now, yeah, uh, yeah. But we we were we were there for the birth of it, guys, with Babbage and Ada Lovelace and the uh, whole. Well, and I know yeah. what if I know what fish I need to be to escape an osprey. Yes. So. <sighs> what? what? I played, uh, there's a, like I said, like King's Quest and Police Quest on my PC Junior. Yeah, it was amazing. But anyway, the point is, is that, so it was based on the Jacquard loom. And so this is something that I was like, oh, I get this part. So when you're doing lace, what you have to do is that you'll have, let's say, I mean, dozens of pieces of string and there's like a, a, a wooden peg at the bottom of each. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a series of knots. Right. Right. But the the way that you make the pattern is the spacing between the knots. And so what you do is you'd have like a piece of transparent paper with the pattern you wanted and you would put little pens uh-huh. and then you would knot around the pens. And so with the Jacquard loom, what they did was they made these punch cards that were lace patterns. Mm-hmm. And so rather than have women make the knots, they could make the loom make the knots. And it was those the like repeated pattern cards mm-hmm. that right. But and then so here's where I'm saying, do you think a man made the first c- lace card? Well, it's not. It's not considered high art there's not well, a there's not a lace mona lisa in a museum oh uh, well no 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 that uh, girl <laughs> d- different <laughs> podcast yeah 
if we're gonna get Different into podcast. that, let's no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like if you want to go into like how to make an American quilt, I can go yeah. there. <laughs> How, um, how how domestic arts are not highbrow, girl. Right. I'm with you. That's and they're, they're not all, worth they're not worth a slideshow. But what I'm just saying is that that was born that that idea was you know like the mother of like the mother. What is it? A uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Mm-hmm. What's what would be the father of of invention? <laughs> um. Just, just turn this on its head immediately. Yeah, colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> Manifest destiny. That's what. That's, that's, a, that's father a father. Of father of invention. Right yeah, that's, I'm, I'm leaving that in. Um. So anyway, but the thing is, is that you know you have have nuns going blind making lace. They're the ones that obviously. These, you know, hundreds of years of women making lace patterns, they're the ones that obviously. So I to say that it's not within the that women just don't have the minds for it. I mean, that it, it was adapted from a very female problem solving. Right. Device. Yeah. You know. So that's that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah, and I'm glad I took 35 minutes. <laughs> well, listen, you got there. You got there. Anyway, but uh, the so did you want to start with the computing machine and mm. the ENIAC? Yeah, that's kind of where I started from. I mean, I did so. First, I'd like to give a little broader oh, historical context. Yes. Well, th- this, this, yes. no, this goes back to um, ENIAC. Let's let's do this. This was World War II. Women um, had opportunities for jobs, and um, it, it so it's considered like the fir- like one of the earliest electronic computer, and they ended up hiring women to be the what they called coders um because at the time when when the with the concept of the computer it was like the machine that's the important part and so so it was like male engineers and like overseeing the machinery Mm -hmm. and there was a, a trend of it being like well you know women have been doing clerical things have been feminized already so they're just going to be entering data that we tell them or whatever yeah and that's Um, the other thing because it again women in this capacity like the the reason that they were even let in the room is because this is during like the 40s right and 50s yes during the war and so that but i was just going to say that but that's when you could justify having women work because we needed their body. Like, we needed somebody there. Right. 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 And so it, it wasn't like it, it, it may not have been as permissive if there wasn't such a, a drain on the workforce. Yeah. Yeah, um, and so what I, this, is a, this was a, a fun um, little excerpt from I skimmed through um, a book called Computer Boys Take Over. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, 
But uh, to the surprise of engineers um, at ENIAC, uh, programming turned out to be much more difficult, time-consuming, and expensive than originally imagined. And one computer scientist who was one of the first authors of computer programming textbook, he um, quoted as saying, it not occurred to me that there was going to be any difficulty about getting programs working. Meanwhile... It was the women they hired who were doing the software programming of the computer because debugging it. And they, they had this vision, right? The men in charge, like, the vision is we, we've, we've got the machinery and they're just inputting data like, you know, secretaries or something. But meanwhile, um, okay – like to debug programs and 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 deal with hardware glitches from software errors. Um, the ENIAC women. Um, here's a quote from one of the programmers, Betty Jean Jennings. Since we knew both the application and the machine, as a result, we could diagnose troubles almost down to the individual vacuum tube. Since we knew both the application. Uh, application of the machine we learned to diagnose troubles as well if not better than the engineers so it there was this vision that like oh women are just gonna be like telephone operators plugging in to cords right. yeah Me- meanwhile they're like they actually have to fix it when and, somebody and writes this, a program that doesn't work and right and they're programming doing like ballistic missile fire that, yeah that's that's what i was gonna say is that this is where they found this pool of women is that they they were mathematicians yeah who were meant to be able to do very quickly like the calculations and like for trajectory for ballistics like based on wind speed based yeah. on changes of so you know they just and so they that's the 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 pool that they were working with and so what they didn't realize is how much in order to figure out how to best make use of this machine how much calculation went right. into it and so as that as you know so we were in the 40s and then you know then things start getting a little tricky. You, you moved into the 60s and the 70s, and then it's like, well, this whole programming thing, we need programmers, and it's it, then it starts getting more biased towards, well, we want to... It gets masculinized, professionalized. Right. And <sighs> Well, so here... The other thing was that at the time, and through the, through the 50s and 60s, Okay, so by the way, ENIAC, this is, it's a massive machine that is 50 by 30 foot. Right. That f- it fit, right? And so, um, let's see. It's the size of your laptop. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is that because the machine was so unwieldy that the, and they were looking after it, they just kept hiring more women like themselves that they could train Mm -hmm. to like work this like unwieldy machine and then um there was this quote from a cosmopolitan article titled the computer girls yes okay i read about this yeah excellent she she quipped that programming just like planning a dinner um hopper continued Programming requires patience and the ability to handle detail. Women are naturals at computer programming. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
you know, at this point, uh, as we're going through the 60s and 70s, there are women like, you know, that, that are help formulating, like, the first languages, like Cobol and, uh, oh, God. Yeah, you guys, people didn't come here to hear about computer languages. Yeah, Yeah. listen, we're gonna (laughs) break it down. The rest of the podcast will be discussed in zeros and ones, so try and keep up. Right, and, you know, but, like, with Hidden Figures, too, you know, the, like, uh, uh, Gwen James was a, a mathematician that helped to develop the GPS system. Yeah. So there because there was like a lot of women like within the Air Force or within the armed services that they were they were using their talents to develop these systems. Right. You know, like like obviously the internet came out of a military environment. But the point and was we've all that, grown up celebrating their efforts. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. And I again, why do we even tell you this? Because you know this because this is the history of computers. Yeah, you guys know I, about I, all didn't, these women. I didn't have to look and read all this because it's just common knowledge, like George Washington. Yeah. Okay, but so here is where I want to get to the portion uh where we go back to the crime analogy, where okay. we go back to dirty tricks. So up to this point, to the 70s, so women were doing what they would call pink-collar jobs, mm-hmm. right? So secretarial, clerical, but essentially you are in a, a position where you are assisting people, right? right. So right. it's very particular. You're helping great men do great things. And, you know, I think you, the computer programmers, again, because it was associated with the feminine, they did make a lot less money. No. I know. Well, that doesn't happen. Thank goodness that, right. Well, and you know, that's the thing, because I, like, just as you know, what happens is that sometimes if uh, a profession uh, tends to attract women, Mm -hmm. um, it becomes valued and people pay a lot more money for it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait. Uh, that's why the so office, many teachers the, and nurses are billionaires. Right. Yeah. That, I'm sorry. That's the exact opposite. I meant the exact opposite of that. Yeah. As someone uh, who's a member of the allied health uh, field right. that's female-dominated, and there's some, some adjacent uh, career paths that are have more men involved that they get it's pretty glaringly obvious yeah um real quick so just while we're on the topic of well what what we uh, while we're discussing what we've just been discussing (laughs) i just want to leave that in yeah leave that (laughs) in sure i want to circle back to the 2017 email oh oh, yeah where, where the guy talks about yeah um, where, where he has theories about why we don't see equal representation of women in tech and computers. Yeah, I'm gonna and, and um, I'm gonna trust you to uh, to tell me about this article as if I was a person who was completely disgusted by the notion of it and could not read it at all. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I, it, right. I well, heard. it's I mean, you don't see women in in tech. Um, <laughs> of course, he doesn't say any more. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. Um, women, you know that they, they, 
have a stronger interest in people rather than things. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. They prefer jobs in social or artistic areas. Women Ooh. are women are neurotic. Um, you know, it's just there's some bio, there's some just innate biological reasons why com- women aren't good with computers. Right. Which is funny because what, 40 years, 30 years before this, they were talking about why women were naturally inclined for programming. Yeah, because they're so detail-oriented, right? right? But, but now this guy's Jesus. figured out why women are naturally it's, bad at it. It's almost like with gender essentialism, you can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? I mean, I'm just yeah. curious, but what is the... Um, Gender essentialism. Gender essentialism is just the notion that um, based on your gender, you have inherent uh, traits. It really, I mean, that's what it boils down to. Right. I mean. Like more caregiving or. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you're a man, so you naturally need to spread your seed. So philandering is a thing that men do. Right. Uh, and and right. like, like f- for example, I'm a woman. I, I like hand holding. <laughs> I right. like cuddling. Right. Um oh, I don't uh you know you like bubble butts. <laughs> yeah. Bubble, you like luxurious Cal- bubble Calvin butts. Take me away. <laughs> like no, I'm just bon bonds. Right. Well according to this guy, women have a lower stress tolerance. That's why oh. we, we can't handle computers. Well, and so, I, you know, again, I am glad that we came back here because I think it helps, again, in the life of crime, <laughs> show where, you know, where the worm turned. <laughs> so as the 80s started coming about, people were making serious money. In computers, yeah, like serious money, and but, you know it well, was. Well, they all started in a garage or in their college dorm. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard Lucky. those rags to riches stories about those Lucky. men. Plucky little nerds. <laughs> Plucky right? little nerds. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, people, you know, if you were a whiz kid in Illinois, then you could go to Seattle and see what you could do. So there was a huge interest and this is the also the age of like the personal computer and it was very you know it was marketed towards boys in particular yeah right um but what ended up happening is that as people realized the money that could be made that's when the shift about the way programming and coding was spoken about mm-hmm. because no longer was it just because you know the the machines had gotten to such a place where more people can manage them so they didn't you know it wasn't necessarily the computer it was now people had become to realize the importance of software, software. it was soft it's all about the software right it's all right. about the software and so as soon as there was money involved and i i again i don't even know how that happens that they would then want to push women out of these jobs mm. to get into software so they could make their fortunes. I don't. Surely they didn't do that 
on purpose, right? Yeah, like, no, they want everybody to uh, to have a piece of the pie. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah. So. <sighs> And then, so this is the it, the argument that is still be, being ha- had today, which is because there was more competition, the environment was such, and it became so male-dominated as such, that it made it uncomfortable for the women that remained. And so they chose no longer to work in that field even though they were, to some extent, pioneers in that field. Right. Wow. So they were squeezed out. But I think, like, what's important, like, to examine in that is, like, well, wait a second. I mean, are you? Ju- how can you just say pushed out? Like, oh, you know, like, that's just your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have some receipts, Gina? Yeah, I do. It's just your opinion, man. That's like your opinion. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. Read us them receipts, Gina. All right. I'm glad you said that. So, first of all, uh, what you could do, just write, if you'd like, is any woman who um, writes about tech or works in tech uh, check out her uh, social media feeds. Just take a look at them. See, see what of, you find. Full of uh, business-oriented discourse. It's mm-hmm. and I'm mutual sure respect. Praises, yeah, herself and her colleagues. Right. So, um, or <laughs> Amnesty International. <laughs> They got involved. Wow. <laughs> what? They released a study, and I'm just quoting directly, oh, obviously, detailing the scale of threats made against women on Twitter. <laughs> oh, because so many women had felt that they had a toxic experience with Twitter. <laughs> so, in partnership with Element AI, they... Uh, the so-called Troll Patrol group. Troll Patrol? How cute. There were, si- <laughs> there were 6,500 uh, 6, volunteers from more than 150 countries that helped analyze millions of tweets for Amnesty's large-scale survey. What do you... Are you curious to see what happened? <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be uplifting and life-affirming. Uh, the tweets surveyed were uh, those received by 778 journalists uh, and uh, politicians hailing from both the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, look Throughout 2017, uh, looking at threats faced by spe- uh, specific racial, ethnic backgrounds, as well as political af- uh, affiliations. Okay. So, you know... They're just collecting data. They're just observing it, right? They're not, you know, I mean, uh, although just to observe science is to change it. Like, I get that. But I'm saying they had over 6,500 people that were analyzing the data in tweets among 800 journalists just to see if any patterns of behavior popped up. Not anything in particular is like, 
you know, Just wasn't there something, something really weird going on in Luxembourg? Who knows? <laughs> What's going? What are the what, what emerges in Luxembourg? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I got it wrong. <laughs> All right. So here's what they found. Again, guys, please, you are you are gonna be shocked. Um, the study revealed just how much abuse women face on these platforms with 1.1 million abusive or problematic tweets sent to the 778 women uh and then uh like if you're like oh could that get worse no (laughs) the findings also show that black women were disproportionately targeted by online abuse being 84 percent more likely than white women to be mentioned in abusive or problematic tweets. All right. So, but I mentioned that to say is when you talk about like discrimination or or, or how you make a place uncomfortable, because I've always had people tell me like, um, you know, because I always get uh, fired from jobs because I get sick and then people are like, oh, that's illegal. (laughs) And I laugh and I laugh and I laugh. <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> right, right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> that corporation's under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> like when people say, oh, you're not allowed to discriminate against people. Really? Okay. Okay. I'm placing, I'm placing you under citizen's arrest. <laughs> citizen's right, right. arrest. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was like, may I speak with the CEO of this corporation that's paying me a little over eleven dollars an hour? You, um, there is a law that says you just can't fire me because. Right. Uh, wait, wait! I need to what, hire a lawyer. Okay, well, you know what? Oh, that takes money. Wait a minute. All right, no harm, no foul. See you later. <laughs> Yeah, it's I'll really, be moving on, thanks. Yeah, it's really set up. It's really set up to combat discrimination, the yeah, laws right. are. Yeah. But here's good. the thing. So <laughs> uh, the reason that I use that study of all studies is to show that – do you remember that episode where we were talking about, um, like, disinformation campaigns? Yeah. Yes. I – like, this quote has been stuck in my head since then where very purposely – the you know the russian operation they wanted to make they they wanted the they didn't want to turn off the internet because it was such a useful tool to to trace like what what political events were happening yeah but what they would do is that they would go into these threads and say the worst possible things right like say like the most abusive things and the point being is that it would wear people down so much that they just wouldn't want to go back. Right. Okay. And so is it is it then a coincidence that a woman online who is a reporter, who is in a position for the very first time to be heard, to talk about a different experience, to talk about like a, a gendered experience of life, um, to then also be in the receipt of such abuse, it's almost as if somebody was trying to disincentivize right. 
especially when you think as a woman of color, you would get 84% more, Yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like doxing. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's real... Porn. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the thing is that it's, you know, I think a lot of people, when they talk about those sort of experiences, say, well, you know, that everybody knows that the internet is a nasty place. And I was like, is that, did, was that evolution? Right. Yeah. Oh, you mean, you, you, you mean, that's it? Like, we can't, there's nothing you can do about that? Like, that's it? Like, it, yeah. did it just, appear, did it appear out of the, like, out of the sea one day and we found it and that's what he told us? <laughs> oh, and what I do think is very interesting is that for women, it did not matter if they were conservative or liberal. They got the same amount of abuse. Sure. So I, to, there is no protection, right? Like against that sort of gendered abuse. But I do, I do think it's a way that I feel like when you feel, when some people, I'm going to use the word privilege. But yeah. when you feel like you're all fighting for resources and you you feel threatened. Well, it makes me think like this that guy's argument that, you know, women are too sensitive and neurotic and they can't handle stress. Yeah. Huh, kind of sounds like uh, anxious men who spout <laughs> vitriol. Vitriol. Yeah. <laughs> who get like sort of abusive when their their status is threatened yeah yeah and but the thing of it is is that i it's so unconscious because i've i've been that person i you know because i what the listener may not know i talk about all the time is that because i have a chronic illness i've always had to work the same kind of jobs, right? You know, mm-hmm. I can never get attracted. So I always worked with people that were the sort of younger for me. And I do very much remember resenting the fact that, you know, they had a better skill set. They, you know, it, it, I I very much felt threatened by that, you yeah. know? And, and that's uh, why you launched an online campaign <laughs> to destroy them. Well, and what's so weird is that even though you wouldn't think it was physically possible, I would leave a turd in their lunch bag. Top shelf them. Yeah, I was like, all right. I, I was I was taking Metamucil and I was like, this isn't just for me. This is for all women of my generation. <laughs> And uh, get ready for it, millennials. But uh, <laughs> but I do I, I I I understand that instincts. But I think that the the point being is that you can't have it both ways, right? You can't say that you can't be in the process of making life more difficult for people and discriminating against people, and it also not exist. Right. <laughs> like right, you yeah. know. Yeah. You can't you can't do those two things at the same time. Right. We don't we don't we don't need incentives to get more women involved in the tech industry. Yeah. Because we, uh it's because we're yeah, actively trying not because to. Because we actually just don't want it. Yeah. But the thing of it is, is that there are, as we said, like we were talking about earlier, 
there are women out there that know how, like, the shapes of dogs' ears. And they know, <laughs> you know, about Alaska or, about <laughs> or literature, right? Yeah. So there are, there, are, like there are so many nerdy women out there <laughs> that could pr- pr- very easily and quietly and they... Pro, you know they're not going to put like their tampons everywhere like they can work in that environment side by side they'd be happy to do it i mean you know. are we talking about like the velmas and the darias of, <laughs> of yes the world yeah yeah well um, and, and i think part of what some of the backlash it is possibly about is that you have like these male these work environments that are all male and right. so there's there are behaviors that sort of go along with that culture that i might you know blame on let's say toxic masculinity no. or something <laughs> uh-uh, and then you know Babe. women come around and they're just you know it creates a hostile work environment and behaviors no. have to change and then they are systematically destroyed <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but I want like, my Cindy Crawford poster. What? I, I, just, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> um. Yeah. If somebody doesn't take down that 1992 <laughs> Tawny Katane, <laughs> I mean, I come in here and then the first thing I see. <laughs> As a Kathy Ireland Sports <laughs> Illustrated. Samantha Fox. Yeah. Naughty girls need love too. I'm trying to code. This is so uncomfortable. I'm trying and to code. Like, guys, please. I'm going to put up my uh, Robert Patterson poster. Oh my god. Twilight Quarter. Robert Patterson. <laughs> what is his name? I'm not, not Robert Patterson. Robert no. Pat Paddington. Robert <laughs> Robert Paddington. Yeah. You're Blizzard. literally devolving <laughs> like a serial killer right now. Keep going, keep Robert going. Patterson. <laughs> the guy from Twilight. Yeah, yeah we know. know. What's yeah. his name? It's Robert Pattinson. 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 Yes. Yeah. Okay, I was close. Like Pattinson, but you know what? <laughs> right. So. <laughs> This brings me to a oh, spinoff podcast yes. that I'm doing. It's Antox Pop Culture. Oh, so, no. it's, it's going to be so inaccurate. Yeah. If you're no, looking. But honest, I mean, you are Kimmy Schmidt, except absolutely nobody put you in a vault underground. Like, you did that. Kimmy Schmidt from Full House? Oh. Yes. Keep going. Ew. Yeah. The, okay. The Kimbler? No. Okay. Oh wait! Oh, Kimmy Schmidt from um the Kimbler. She called it the Kimbler <laughs> from Full House. But... All right, it's so Kimbler. in real. Uh, so in real time, I just again want the listener 
that's Anne, right? <laughs> not Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yes. That was not I, where she went first. No, I've seen that. I've seen that whole show. And we could tell. Yeah, which is why you got the reference immediately. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't, why are you calling me that character from Full House? She was horrible. Yeah, yeah that's my point. That's my point. She's not great with pop culture. Um. Anyway, so, but that's the, the point is... <laughs> That and you know what? This is where I'm gonna go Chomsky on you. Okay, okay? yeah, go do it. I just want to send out, you know, to the world uh, just a message that the we are fighting over the crumbs. (laughs) All right, women ain't your problem. Like people of color aren't your problem. Immigration isn't your problem. There is a wealth inequality going on. That is freezing our rates of pay. We're not getting paid days off. We could have a much better life for ourselves. The the (laughs) worker has been devalued over the past 40 years. And what we need to do is redirect to the source of the problem and be cool to each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's the problem. Like, you know, what the thing is, is like, yeah, I get it. It was really bad. You've been kind con- you know, guys like that wasn't cool. But starting now, you know, you're going to give them a do over. Yeah. Look, yeah. no big deal. We can all work together and let's just redirect our energy to making the world a better place. And addressing capitalism is yes. what I'm hearing. Cannibal capitalism. Which I was, that was also, that's also a thread within this larger discussion. Yeah, Yeah, like what, in what way? (laughs) Well, um, you know, something, things get professionalized. There's more money at stake. Um, You know, that's capitalism. It creates it Any creates competition. Here's the thing: it creates competition among people, which you know most people are. You know they think, well, that's that's good. You get a better product, but the thing is, is that not everybody competes fairly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, and if for some reason the world has given you a bit of a disadvantage, like let's say you're mm, disabled <laughs> or right. You were born a race that people don't like in that part of the world, you know, or you were born a certain gender. So it's a little tough. Like, we're not fighting each other. We're not com- we're not competing with each other. You know, we don't have to be. We could be doing this collectively, which I know sounds very communist, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> look, communist. Maybe we can reinvent it into yeah. something new. But first, we have to smash misogyny and patriarchy. Work together. Racism. 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 But, but I mean, you know, like all of us, we work. Oh to yeah. Smash cap. You know, like. And it'll all smash. Smash. It's all. It's all kind of. It's all connected. Like lace. In a Pascal machine. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah. So, 
you know, I think we've come to the point where, you know, what, what did we learn today? What did we learn today? Well, what we learned today is that even though you can have the same profession, just changing the idea of what that profession is can grant you access or deny you access. All right. Even though it's the same thing. Right. So now that we've seen that happen in real time, what we can do going forward again is to collectively as a workforce, make sure everybody's cool. I I don't know what particular political paradigm works (laughs) best here. (laughs) But all I'm just asking for is like, you know, let's let's um let's cool, man. yeah let's uh, um let's stop with um you know internment camps that kind of thing. Okay, that's not a hundred percent where I was headed. <laughs> oh, okay. But I I am also very anti internment camp. <laughs> I just meant you know just. Before, like, for example, before you write anything nasty on somebody's Twitter, just think, why am I doing this? You know, like, what's the point? Right. <laughs> no, know? that's true. And I, that's what I, yeah, that's what I've asked. It's like, why, why are you so angry that somebody is like, hey, can you stop that? It's racist. Well, actually, uh, <laughs> it's like, why, why, what? Why can't you just be okay with that statement? Yeah, yeah, that that's what I mean. I think that, I guess it's just, I'm, and just tell everybody, you know, it, we actually could probably get to a better place if we were just a little more cool to each other. That's, what I said. that's all. Be cool. Just be cool. Just be cool. Come on. All right, and I mean, again, if Some you're real writing. solutions, folks. If you are writing your doctorate on women in tech, I do you feel free to quote us directly. Um, yeah, well, Anne will. will uh, what is the style you prefer, Chicago? Oh, Chicago style. Anne well, will if give that's you what the Chicago style the, citation for right. this pod. I already have several. Wonderful. Um, well, but what I will do though. What I will do, though, is that there are, like, so many female pioneers that we could actually, like, just do a podcast on all of them, you know? Yeah. Like, very obviously. So, But I'll put those uh, up on the Facebook page so that nobody looks at. Um, but if you do, it's there. Yeah. Not detail-heavy, right? Okay, I get that. <laughs> but uh, like I said, again, it's, uh, you know, it's going back in time, like, mind hunter. Uh-huh. Taking a look at what happened when <laughs> you have a female-dominated, yeah, exactly. You have back. a female-dominated Phil, and then all of a sudden, just you know, forty, fifty years later, you have all these treatises saying how women don't belong in the field that they very, that they very much were responsible for producing in the first place. How how does such a an event occur? So. Um. And it's not limited to this one field. Is is the f- no? Is Anne, the I can't accept thing. that. Is Anne, the really I can't fun that. thing? <laughs> no, no. Are you saying that? Are you saying that it could you could be made to feel uncomfortable in in other field, <laughs> lucrative fields or yeah, competitive yeah. fields? <laughs> At yeah. least we've still got sorcery. 
That's right. This is what, yeah, we are definitely way ahead. Witchcraft, way ahead. Um, tarot card reading. Way ahead. Um, um, home daycares. Killing yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, taking care of the elderly, uh, which is, you know what, like, let's, uh, let's not go into the voyage to the center of the mind right now. Um, but anyway, again, guys, I realize this podcast is a bit of a loosey-goosey one, all right? But uh, I feel like we're in it together. I think you get what we're trying to lay down. Yeah. I feel like you're picking it up. Pick it Look, up. yeah. Pick it up. Yeah, and again, thank you for listening. We will, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna put those articles on the Facebook page, and and in the future, in the very near future, we we can do one just on the ladies of tech. But uh, yeah, get in touch with us uh, via. Horrible remarks on Twitter. No, no. Right, that's the thing. What we would love to receive uh, undeserved abuse. <laughs> that's the thing. We that's a, we don't even register for abuse yet. So yeah, nobody um, has threatened. We're, we're doing something to right. Assault me. Right. We're doing I'm something so, right. Right. Like a, <laughs> not even not even one dum bitch. So <laughs> what's that mean? Oh God, D U M. Oh, like no. dumb. Uh, yeah. you, know, you know what? You know, like spelled incorrectly. Because I'm, I'm right gonna put idiot. I'm gonna put that on a pillow. Yeah, that's what that's a comment <laughs> people would leave in. But. I thought maybe it was like a acronym or not. You know, like the D U M, like I C U P. What should it stand for? <laughs> oh my God! Don't just, don't you. Um, motivate uh, women to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, if for for no other reason, it was a pleasure seeing you guys. Yeah, it was. I'm glad that we did it. It's gonna be okay. okay. I swear. Yeah. Okay. I mean, until. Until we're overrun with water because the ice cast. Uh, other right, than that, right? Well, I mean, for um, a while we'll be okay until right until we all burn up to death. But other than that, right? Yeah. Right. Hang hang in there for the environmental p- apocalypse. It's gonna <laughs> yeah. be weird. Yeah. yeah. Hybrid alligators, <laughs> birds of prey. We'll be really really good until like all of the bees are wiped out. Right, end of days, um, no food, uh, uh, roving bands of bandits. Um, until that point, we're going to be okay. Yes. We'll be fine until then. All right, so hit us up at Acts of Pod Twitter, Facebook page. Uh, Gmail. You Gmail, uh, Instagram, and uh, yeah. Please don't. Just kidding, do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again. Don't make don't make Cezanne angry. There's a little throw fit. Um yeah. Great. Okay. okay. Alright, thanks. Bye then. Bye. Bye See guys. Y'all. Bye. Bye.